This episode is brought to you by Mountain Dew. There are times when you're looking for something to drink and you know that only one drink will do. Mountain Dew. The next time you want a truly refreshing break, you deserve more than to just be satisfied. You deserve to be totally blown away, which is what you'll get from Mountain Dew. Oh, like live? Is that, like, yeah, should, I, should I do the intro? <laughs> yes. Oh, hello. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to Breakout. It's an escapist conversation show about games, movies, TV, and the life that happens in between them. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nick Calandra and Casey Wosu. Hey, fellas. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Nick feels like death. So this is uh, this is uh, an impromptu episode, sort of a last minute episode uh, uh, for Wednesday, December 22nd. We were going to do an episode later on today where we were going to have uh, Gareth Coker on and we were going to talk about the Halo Infinite soundtrack as well as some of our favorite games of the year. Uh, Nick came down with, uh, we're not sure what, he's just not, he's really not feeling well. Yep. And so we were going to scrap the episode um, and, and push it to, to either like next week or next year. Um, but then uh, 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 Nick really, he rose from the ashes. So now we're just going to do the episode with the three of us <laughs> talking about our favorite games of the year. Rose, rose is a strong word. I more like crawled out from under them. You slid from the prime. <laughs> you, you crawled your way out of the primordial ooze of the ashes. Um, he, he slinked yep. he out sl- of the goo. Kind of. I kind of. I kind of <laughs> woke up and I was like, "Oh, got it way worse." I was like, "This one's supposed to be sponsored. I guess I can't skip this. I'll just no. go die. It's fine." Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, money yeah. gives us courage. Money does give us courage. <laughs> money gives us courage. That's like the creepiest thing to say about <laughs> capitalism. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, in today's episode, we're just gonna sort of celebrate the uh, uh, our favorite games that we played this year, and it's uh, uh, you know we've talked about some of the other shows how in hindsight, twenty twenty one might feel like a kind of a slow year, kind of a stopgap year, right? If the consoles launched, but before we start getting like the big heavy hitters, which if you look at the list of games we have in twenty twenty two, seems like are coming very soon, starting in the next month or two. Um, but that being said, I think there were still some some standout indies, some standout AAA games, and and uh, I don't know a lot of things to a lot of things to have fun on this year. So how are you guys doing? We don't need to talk about just games. We can talk about whatever you want. How's that dog behind uh, you? He's he probably wants to go outside to go poop, but he's doing okay. <laughs> well, that's not great. We asked how he's doing. Yeah, it sounds like he's having having troubles. Yeah, he'll be all right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm okay. doing pretty good. I uh, yeah, just sold. I got my new Switch model and. Went and turned in the older model and then uh, pretty much used that money to pick up like every single good indie game that I've missed out on uh, just because I haven't had time. So I picked up like Chikori, I picked up Undertale, I picked up uh, Dead Cells, which I've been playing a lot of over the last two days and I mm-hmm. really, really, really like. I wish it's somebody told me sooner to pay that, play that. I feel like of all those games, that's like the most Nick game because that's like actual gameplay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it feels uh, the combat feels very similar to Hades, and I really liked Hades, so mm-hmm. um, I'm having a good time with that. I also picked up. Uh, you, t- you picked up Return of the Obra Dinn, right? I did, I did, and then oh, I man. and then I also picked up Hollow Knight on the Switch because I think I'll probably enjoy it more on that platform. Yeah, that's where I played through. I mean, it, so. do you plan you plan to play that in handheld though? Because I think that's a bad idea. You're oh, that's where idea. I played it. Yes. Yeah, but I don't think you're a bad idea. I, I do have weird hands. I have weird hands. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really, I'm really I have liking bear bits. <laughs> I'm really liking Dead Cells on handheld. Uh, yeah. So I think I'll be fine. I don't know. I'll probably try it. I figured it'd be a game. It's, if I could play it in chunks on the go, I'll probably finish it at some point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, I spent play, so long play the lost. game as it's meant to be played in chunks. <laughs> I play. I, I was. I played so much of it lost on the streams that it probably won't take me very long to get back to where I was. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't think you got very far. In all honesty, no. <laughs> Uh, I believe in you. But other than that, yeah, just uh, been playing some uh, Brilliant Diamond. Picked that up like I said I was going to. and then uh, You're becoming such a little Switch boy. It's great. Yep, I picked up that. I picked up Shimigami Tensei 5. And what is happening? That's on then, Switch? Yep. That's only yep. on Switch. And then I have uh, oh, okay. the game that everybody was telling me to pick up, Fire Emblem Three Houses, coming today. Yes. What is Dude. happening? Why? How? Why did you buy so many Switch games? This is incredible. Because I sold my Switch, so I bought all the Switch games with that credit. I, I didn't want to bother with selling it to some person, so I just traded it in the GameStop and used all that credit to get other things. That's, that's yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah. Wait, did you end up getting a Super Mario Party All-Stars? Yeah, I also got that. No, Mario Party Superstars. Mario Party Superstars. It's, it's, oh, right. <laughs> that's what Nick, Nick was about to buy. <laughs> He's like, Super Mario Party is the game I want to buy, right? I was like, no. I- <laughs> Mario Party Superstars. Um, that's a that's a really bad naming convention I, though to have. And then Super Mario Party agree. and just then Mario Party All Stars. Just put a number at the end of it. <laughs> well, I think, I or think just the, have it be uh, like Mario bad. Party 2021. Just put a year at the end. <laughs> yeah, of it like I think the world. Yeah, put a year. Madden it. I think yeah. the world knew I wanted to stay home and play Switch though. That's why I got sick the day after I got it. So, or I just that's true. Or I I went into GameStop for the first time in many years and I got sick from being in there. Yeah. Or that's, that's if you don't have a OLED. Got you sick. Do what? Yeah. Is those those you extra got to letters? Switch COVID. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's what I get for making fun of Jimmy. Like, what did that spell backwards, Nick? Think about it. Yeah, that is true. That's what you get for making fun of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he gave it to you on that Halo stream. Uh, uh, yeah, I felt kind of I felt kind of crummy after the uh, uh, all day Persona stream, and then I realized it was just because I was talking for uh, eight hours straight. <laughs> you know what? That makes no sense. Way. Like you guys did that super long stream. Your bodies were tired. It was susceptible to whatever germs are just hanging out in yeah, your general that. vicinity. Yep. So mm-hmm. blame persona. Persona is why you're sick. Oh, oh I take you it back. Persona illness. I'm going to oh, delete no. that from my console now, Marty. Sorry. You need, to, you need to go see your cool goth doctor and have her do weird drug experiments. Yes. On you. Everything will be fine. That, you know what? That does not sound like an unpleasant experience. No, right now, at least you could probably get a COVID test from her. <laughs> like waiting three weeks. Uh, what's up, everybody in the chat? I, we we see your donos. We're gonna read all of your wonderful donos uh, uh, in the in the back portion of the show. Feel free if you get, get some questions in, get some comments, anything you want. Talk about your favorite yes. games. Um, yeah, it's also a big day for entertainment too, which is exciting. I just I'm about to. I was just wrapping up the the finale of Hawkeye, which is nice. There's no no spoilers. Don't worry. Uh, finale of Hawkeye and The Matrix is on HBO Max. Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, I can't. So, I cannot wait to see that. <clears throat> yeah. So we got some. We got some good watching. Maybe I don't know. Are we planning to do an episode next week? Yes. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about some Matrix. We could talk. Talk about some. Did you see Spider Man, Casey? Yes, I did. And Nick, you I saw. Okay. Spider-Man. Maybe next yeah, week we'll do like Spider-Man. a little like a uh, back half of the show. We'll do this little spoiler cast on uh, Spider Man and, and Matrix. Sure. Yeah. That sounds nice. Cool. Cool. Uh, cool. But. We're not here to talk about fucking Keanu Reeves or, or Tom Holland. We're here to talk about video games. None of these this year starring Keanu Reeves. Those were last year. Well, technically, the Matrix, <laughs> or Tom, uh, or the Matrix experience was. <laughs> Tom Holland's video game moment is coming in two months when Uncharted comes right, out. Right, yeah. Oh, and then the next Uncharted game will have his likeness, I bet. Oh, no. It's going to be like a skin. <laughs> oh, no. Like, uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, nope. Because didn't they... What was they put... 
in Gears of War, they put a Dave Bautista skin as Marcus they did, Phoenix. but that was awesome. That right? Come yeah. on, that was good. Yeah. He, he fits people, in that. People game. love that. He's big well, that would that had been like dream casting for a long yeah. time, right? Like people yeah. wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he still wants that movie made with him as a star. I bet. I bet we won't even get. I bet we're going to get a Gears of War TV series at some point. It makes more sense than a movie. Uh, with yeah, that, with I mean, that large of a cast of characters, and if yeah, ha- if, if Halo does uh, really well, then I would imagine Gears will be next. Yeah, I think the big thing is going to be if Halo if Halo does well. Also, it is so weird to now exist in a moment where I can no longer say there's no good video game adaptations because I finished Arcane and Arcane is just an incredible <laughs> video game adaptation. Like, yeah, like, there's there's no other side of that argument. Like, if you're yeah. hating on that show, you just don't like TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Dude, it got me to like Imagine Dragons and Sting. What's going on? <laughs> like, the show is like literally magic. Hey, what, what's with the what's with Sting being in it? Because he was in mur- murders in the building. Only murders in the building. Yeah, Sting's too. having a moment. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Marty. It was you who said that he has a new album that's coming out, right? Oh, Apparently, yeah. So maybe that's what he's like. Well, yeah, so he's, gotta, yeah, he's just throwing gotta, gotta, himself out there. It's like, hey, get remember all me? All pop culture <laughs> for the millennials. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the only thing I knew was the wrestler for a long time. That guy was great. He, he would hide <laughs> in the rafters. That was scary. The lights would go out and there'd be some like pervert in the rafters being like, what are you doing? Get down from there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about some of our favorite games of the year? Sure. Yeah. Why not? I figure you want to start. How do we, what, how do we, how do we want to want to do this? We just yeah. Want to go back and forth. On, like, we'll just yeah. Let's, let's just go here. back and forth. And everyone pick one. And then when we're tired of talking, we'll stop. And then we'll uh, save whatever you think is your number one. If you have a number one favorite number game one. of the year. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I know what's on some of you guys' lists, and my number yeah. one is on someone else's list. I think so your I number one is on my list. might also be my number one. So we'll, we'll save <laughs> right, it. Right. So, yeah. Sure. Okay. So, uh, Casey, give us give us a standout game yeah. of the year. Yeah, I'll get started because I'm pretty sure no one else cares as much about this game as I do. Hot Wheels Unleashed. I've been talking about it pretty much all week, I feel like. Um, it is a surprisingly good arcade racer like the fact that it's tied to the hot wheels brand really elevates it which is weird because usually licenses kind of like hold people back in terms of like what they're able to do but like it really elevates it on top of just having a very very strong arcade racer foundation um it it makes it so that you know your your blind boxes that you get for like competing in events and stuff are like really cool hot wheels cars and like if you're like a big collector you're like, oh, I wonder what I'll get. It's like, oh, it's that pizza car from 1992 when they had this mm-hmm. promotion, whatever. Like, that's that's really my only big um, uh, disappointment is that they don't put that kind of historical information in the game because I was so into the collecting aspect and like the jumping back to racing aspect because it's all so much fun that I would have loved to actually start being educated about like what makes Hot Wheels so special to people. And like, you can feel it in that game. It just doesn't flat out tell you though. It'd be cool um, if they so almost did like the, that comes uh, the future. how like Smash leans into the museum part of it to where you can like yes, look at a character exactly. and you're like, oh, his first appearance. And this is where, where they showed up. Yeah, that's the exact model that I'm thinking of when I yeah. look at that, because like it, it really does invoke a ton of like uh, nostalgia and memories. And, like, and I was never like a super big Hot Wheels guy. Like I owned them, of course, as a kid, like who did it? Like you would get them for, for free yeah, from yeah. McDonald's Happy Meals toys, right? So like they're part of like everyone's childhood. So like it would have made a lot of sense to just make that a more prominent feature. But either way, like everything else is just so lovingly crafted. And like I haven't dived into this part yet, but I'm excited to like all the multiplayer stuff 
because uh, like you can customize those cars to your heart's content. Like they have tons of like layering and like stencils and whatnot, and you can download other people's creations from the internet and you can get really in depth. It's like fours of levels of customization on those cars um, and the tracks because there's a track editor and you can make crazy loop-de-loops and like what, like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a uh, track because like they, the whole thing will float in space in front of you. It'll look like a giant uh, rubber band ball in the middle because that's just a track doing loop-de-loops it's like just, this. Like so much really cool. Yeah. Just completely insane yeah. with the loops in the center of the track. And like, there's a bunch of tracks that look like that. And like, that looks fun to try out. Yeah. Have you so yeah, I'm, I'm really the, into that. Have you got someone tried the custom tracks that people have made? Yeah. Oh yeah. How does that work? Are those like easy? Like, have cool ones bubbled to the top? Do you know? Like how? Like that was uh, always my my problem with like Little Big Planet or games like that are like finding the cool things you like a curation list or whatnot yeah, yeah. i do think they have uh i'm blank because I, I didn't spend a ton of time in it i know that when you go in there you can you can see previews of the tracks and then download them mm. or you cool. just you can just play them uh when you go online like there'll be like a playlist that has i guess some of the better tracks that other people have like been racing on nice but um yeah you can just you can just search and like just pull down whatever you want that you think is cool that's good shit hmm. uh Tyler Pollock, some mentioned, and you mentioned earlier. So when you were talking about blind boxes, those aren't like microtransactions, right? Those are just like no, how you no, unlock no, no, no. things in the game. Are like the, it's the feeling of when you would get a blind box Hot Wheels car, you wouldn't know what it's going to be right. and you'd unwrap it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like there are microtransactions, but not in the game. Like you'd have to go to like the store page outside of the game, like in mm-hmm. the, the dashboard of your console yeah, or whatever. Just like and DLC, you can buy like yeah. little packs that have like a couple extra cars or like special themed cars or special themed rooms. I saw recently they have like a bat cave themed room because like the background is also part of like the set dressing. Like mm-hmm. um, you can like race in like uh, like a college dorm or like uh, a bet a kid's bedroom or a, a living room den or something like that. They added like the actual bat cave. Oh, so that's, that's cool. your background and you can build a track in the bat cave. So yeah, that's actually really cool. I feel, like a that, of, uh, I feel like that I feel like yeah, the legs on this game could be like infinite. Like if you could throw in the bat cave in there, you could throw in any background. Exactly. Dirty, but that's what is paid for. You have to pay like two dollars or three dollars for those extra yeah. things. Sorry, but um, I do I do think they add free cars into the game as well. So they've already announced like a bunch of like extra license deals. I think they have like a roadmap of like what's coming. Yeah, no, it's smart. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, it's it's this game just had was kind of way better than it had any reason to be. Um, it just looks great. Yeah, feels I, great. I expected very little out of this, but it is it is from top to bottom an excellent racing game. <laughs> Look at that! Like it is so fun. Hot Wheels, you did it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, Nick, you got a game? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite games that I haven't talked a whole lot about uh, is Chivalry Two. Uh, I've, I've continued to play that throughout the year. I haven't really gone back lately just because we've been so busy with Halo and stuff like that, but uh, they've been putting out nice content updates for it and everything. Uh, and I really just, like, that game's just pure fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, when I went to try Mordhau way back then, it's like very, too way too skill-based, Mordhau is. But Chivalry 2 is like mm-hmm. that perfect balance of like, you know, for casual players or if I just want to play a couple rounds, you know, every every few weeks or whatever, I can just jump back in and be okay at it. Um, so yeah, just, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Cause it's not like anything crazy. It's just really fun. Good game. Is, is there like a, a progression system in yeah. that at all? Like, do yeah. you like work towards anything when you yeah. do the online matches? Yeah. You unlock like extra weapons and stuff like that for your builds and stuff like that. Um, so it's much more like older multiplayer games before they were all games of service crap where everything was unlocked. You just wanted to pay for skins. Go. 
chivalry is there uh then they have like a big row uh you you mentioned the roadmap right like they're i think are I they gonna be <clears throat> i don't know if they have like a full roadmap that they're doing but they definitely are releasing updates at a, at a steady tick for that game mm. there you go chivalry. Is that that's not on console yet right that's yeah, just it's PC. on console Ooh, doggy. It's on PS5. That's where I play video games. Yeah, it actually, I like playing it on PlayStation Five better than console. I mean, oh, right, because of the haptic. Yeah, oh, the, nice. the haptic feedback the haptic is nice, stuff, right? and also like when you turn off crossplay and just play with console players, it doesn't feel as like super, you know, sweaty like it does on PC. So, mm-hmm. right, super sweaty. I'm a big fan of the sweatiness in my games. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sweaty, uh, there's only uh, uh, one man who sweats and is close to my heart, and he's a large Italian man named Super Mario. Uh, and I'm going to cheat with this one. Two of my favorite games of the year. I'm pulling just the two big uh, Nintendo pillars this year were uh, Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, particularly the Bowser's Fury part, uh, mm-hmm. and Metroid Dread, which I know you guys also played. Um, or at least Nick played. I did not I play that yet. Okay. Yeah, one, I did not try that. One of one of you guys played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Mario 3D World is one of the uh, most underappreciated 3D Mario games. Maybe even just Mario games, bar none, uh, mostly because it was originally released on the Wii U, and that was where good games were sent to die. Um, yeah, 3D yeah, yeah. World, it, it's it's uh, not only the best multiplayer Mario game, like the, the two to four player co-op is so fun and so frantic while still being very manageable. Um, I just think it does the best job of, of marrying the bite-sized sensibility of the early Mario games like, um, you know, uh, Mario 3 and Mario World with the more expansive nature of, uh, you know, Galaxy or, or Mario 64. And then adding the Bowser's Fury um, little, like, mini expansion was such a neat direction to take Mario in to, to create this sort of contained sandbox with uh, all these different islands acted as levels, but then you had the Bowser creature in the middle who would wake up and then completely terraform the world and and change how the levels react um if that was sort of a sign of things to come for 3d mario then i'm super excited for whatever that team does next whether it's you know odyssey 2 or or the next you know proper mario Um, was that was that the same team that did odyssey i believe so that did the bowser's fury part yeah because i think because odyssey it's also weird that odyssey never had dlc because that seemed like a game that so easily well, and, and I know some kind of weird two player thing, right? Like some kind of weird balloon uh, mini game thing they added starring Luigi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, by like that seemed like an e- such like an actual easy game additional for like levels. Yeah. Ten for ten dollars. You could have added two worlds. And I know it's weird that I always say like it's weird that Nintendo doesn't do more DLC for stuff like Animal Crossing. And like, I don't want them to nickel and dime us, but it just see it, I, you know, I also want more Mario. So um, yeah, this felt like a little stopgap before uh, a proper Mario, which we might be getting in 2022, or at least seeing in 2022. Uh, and then Metroid Dread is, uh, uh, I think, such like an exciting return to form for 2D Metroid. Uh, I, I know people were a little worried because it wasn't made by Nintendo proper; it was made by Mercury Steam. But I think they absolutely knocked it out of a part and, re- and really elevated themselves as a developer. Um, I think the game looks great, feels great just from the get go. It has a really solid level of challenge uh without ever being too frustrating um those emmy rooms are are uh neat curveballs without feeling too overbearing in my mind um and i think that just the ending of the game is just really cool so i don't know nick you played metroid would you how'd you feel i have not finished it yet i've only gotten to the second boss uh so oh i I enjoyed i i just kind of got caught up in halo and everything else that was coming out so i just haven't had time to put into it but i I was enjoying it for what i played (laughs) 
yeah. now that I have the new Switch, I'll go back to it as soon as I'm done. There you with go. I just remembered like other things. I, I did see the ending of that game because I was on stream with Jack when he finished it. So I had that whole thing spoiled for me. So I yeah. probably won't play Metroid what? Dread. Jack just spoiled the ending on stream. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. But um, you know what? That game does look fun, but it doesn't look like something I need to play right now. I'll say no. that much. What is something that you needed to play this year? Oh, I am so glad I got to play Chorus, I guess we'll say. Like, because that game was not really on my radar. I did look cool when it first showed up on, uh, what was it, like one of those Xbox uh, uh, stage Show- demonstrations? Yeah, yeah. Um, it looked fun, but like, it it just, it throws a bunch of sci-fi nonsense on top of like uh, aerial combat that fixes problems that aerial combat games have had for a long time. Like when you're trying to find targets like in space, like they're super tiny, they're behind you. You have to either do special maneuvers or just fly left or right for a really long time to get them back in your crosshairs. This thing allows you to push a button and you just straight up teleport behind them. And like, it's so cool looking as well as really, really fun. And like, even if you don't use like those special powers, they add extra maneuverability because you are a spaceship and they let this bitch drift. Like that thing will do a straight up drift turn mm-hmm. and like will keep its lasers pointed on another ship that's like trying to circle around you. Like you, you could just spin like a top and just keep hitting that boy. So it's it's really fun. Like the the combat scenarios they come up with for you to use this kit in are extremely challenging, like extremely fun to look at. And like you just feel badass the whole the whole way through. Like lasers are like flying all over the place. Stuff is like tracking you, and you're like just barely getting out of the way of it. They really sell you on you being like just this ace combat uh, pilot. Um, and the story that's in there is interesting. Like it's maybe overacted a bit from like some of the or a lot of the characters. Like you don't really get to you don't really care about a lot of what the people are going through. But it is an interesting world. Um, and they build some some neat concepts into it that tie into like the whole relationship with you and the spaceship and like the events that are transpiring across that galaxy, whatever. So like I had a lot of fun with it. Like at, at the core, it's just a really fun mechanics heavy game. Um, and like it has really awesome boss encounters too. Like those are like really nice crescendos to like the moment to moment gameplay, which is also fun. Like the dog fighting's fun, the boss encounters are fun. It's just fun, fun, fun. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel fun. like yeah, I feel like that was uh, this was another one of those games that uh, I don't know if, how hype people were going Zero in, hype. but then the reviews there was no reviews started coming out. Yeah, reviews started coming out, and I was like, oh shit, this is like the best sort of dogfighting game in a long time. Not dogfighting. Yeah, like, and like like ships, not like dogs. right. Exactly, That'd be awful, It'd be terrible. We don't want to play that game. <laughs> I mean, Far Cry did get away with a, a cockfighting game, so people aren't. That's true. No one cares about chickens. <laughs> upset about it. We no, eat people chickens. did. People did. We're upset about that cockfighting game in Far Cry. That's, Those are Peter people. They're not real. Do, I'm excited for the slightly something else that discusses the stupidest controversies of 21 at 21 because that's one of them. That's the top one, probably. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, you should have recommended that before the year ended. <laughs> no, no. We we always do it at the start because you can't like. There's going to be something before the year ends. We have eight days to go. Okay, that's good. Okay, there's always I'm gonna need you to remember that because I'm not gonna remember this. I'll get back on Twitter and cause the next one. It's fine. God damn it, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, there you go, Nick. What's 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 another neat game you liked? Yeah, my one of my biggest surprises this year was uh, Psychonauts 2, just because I had Mm -hmm. never played the original. uh, And the trailers just for the sequel kind of hooked me and got me really interested. I mean, look, it just you know I'll bring up it takes two later, obviously, but. Uh, I had a really fun time with that game, and Psychonauts kind of gave off that uh, 
that same vibe of like these crazy looking environments and fun fun platforming and all that um so i yeah that was one of those games i was like i'll try it i probably won't like it you know it's not really my thing but i got in there and uh ended up loving it a lot more than ratchet and clank which i kind of forgot even happened this year i think that story was entirely forgettable so second that's two yeah go go play it if you haven't played the original it's still worth playing through like just the just the atmosphere of that game was really nice Mm -hmm. yeah i uh i completely agree with all that like i was a huge fan of psychonauts one when it first came out um i played the the vr rhombus of ruin a few years ago and then uh yeah this game again like it's incredible how it took the the core imagination of the original game but then pulled it into modern visuals and sensibilities um i know some folks don't like the art and and visuals in the original game Uh, i think this fixes it up i think like this is one of those games where i was so excited for every new world to go to to see what sort of weird wrinkles and and styles they threw at us whether it's a kind of a magical mystery tour or how they deal with like real issues like a guy's alcoholism through platforming or uh uh you know, just just really interesting, heady concepts, characters that you can really grasp onto. Um, just like really great writing and story, and yeah, I just I I really dug it. And I, I'm similar about like I liked uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but uh, it just didn't stick with me afterwards. Yeah. Whereas I'm still thinking about Psychonauts, and it's like aging in my mind really well. Like I'm I'm liking it the further I get away from it. Yeah, they, liking uh, it more the further I get away. From it. The mailroom level on that solidified. Yeah, that it was like wow, this looks incredible. Like this is really neat. Uh, yeah, and also, yeah. Chat, if I'm not talking a whole lot, because I really feel like shit and my throat. No, hurts. no, you're doing great. So. <laughs> we just need you to. We just need. <laughs> I, I, I think the rest of these games we've also played, so it's not like yep. your chivalry. I didn't have anything to say because I was like, I don't know what these fucking knights are up to. <laughs> you need to play that <laughs> game. Yeah, it's a bunch of yeah, it's fun. We we played it for game night before. It's fun. It's very fun. Uh, yeah, but since I was talking about Psychonauts too. Um, yeah, a good. Uh, we've had a good man, a good last couple of years for 3D platformers with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess, like, I mean, uh, Crash 4 was whatever, if you want to say a 2D, 3D, whatever. Crash 4, uh, Mario 3D World, and, and Bowser's Fury, uh, uh, Ratchet & Clank, and then Psychonauts 2. And then It Takes 2, if you count that isn't there. Um, mm. Yeah, just some... Yeah, that definitely counts, I think. Yeah, just some good stuff. Um, cool. Psychonauts, play it. Uh, I realize we, uh, we had zero, like, weeb shit representation on here. <laughs> and uh uh there was there was some some weeby games i enjoyed this year like i like on there every year marty or can i you uh, so there was stuff like tales of arise and and bravely default that i uh, like put 50 hours into and i really I, I really enjoyed uh near replicant i just took off the list because it is a remake of a game from like 10 15 years ago but near replicant mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible but a standout weeb game early on this year Persona 5 Strikers. See, I can put Persona 5 on this list, Nick. It is a 2021 (laughs) game. Uh, With the caveat of this, well, it's uh, like Persona's take on the Musou genre, which was like, you know, Hyrule Warriors or Dynasty Warriors or anything. Um, The caveat Mm -hmm. with this is this game uh, should not be played unless you have already played and already love Persona 5, because so much of what I got from the game, it wasn't from the gameplay, which was like fine. Like, I didn't mind it, but it's being able to spend summer vacation with these characters from the original game <laughs> and being able to go on like a road trip across Japan. And like, it's the sort of, if, if the thing you like about persona are the quiet moments you're spending with the party, then this is the game for you. So Nick, this might not be the game for you. Cause I know <laughs> the things you like about persona aren't those moments. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, Persona 5 Strikers. And there was a rumor this morning that uh, it's going to be one of January's PlayStation Plus games. So that'd be neat. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that'd be a nice way to. I I did want to check out the Striker (laughs) version. There you go. What you're the way you're describing uh, with Strikers sounds like that that Mass Effect 3 DLC where like like they were like trying to set up a party. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm making this uh, up. No, I didn't. No, I didn't play. I didn't play Mass Effect. There's like, if there's DLC, we're trying to set up a party though. That sounds great. I love it. Was like, it was like Shepard is running around and trying to like get like plan like a a party for his crew. So like he's like talking to the crew and like it's a big goodbye party, but it takes place before the actual end of the game. Like so. Oh, that's it was nice. it was cool. Yeah, like it was like you got to hang out with your crew one final time after you had already said goodbye to them in the yeah. end of the game. Yeah. So like, yeah. it was it was actually like really cool. Yeah. Oh, well, Shepard. The Citadel DLC. Yeah, Citadel DLC. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Pacific Blue. And yeah, don't worry. We're going to read all your very confusing comments. Uh, uh, very confusing super chats at the end of the show. Uh, cool. Um, Casey, anything else? Oh, um, yeah. Let me bring up uh, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. This was a very short game. It was like two hours to complete, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it, it left a very strong impression because one, it's a stupid ass title that I love. <laughs> And two, it has boss ass music. It's basically a Zelda clone. Um, uh, it's very cutesy with this like um, very cartoonish art style, and like all the characters are anthropomorphic like um, fruits and vegetables and stuff. Um, so in a way, it also invokes very like Adventure Time vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it has a similar backstory as well. Like there's everything looks bright and cheery, but there's like kind of a dark side to like their history or whatever. Which is which is genuinely interesting to learn about. Like the writing is incredible. Like the characters are like really really funny. Um, and like the puzzles that they have in there, even though it's a short runtime, like they're they're really interesting. Like not, it's not too hard, you know. Like it's not difficult. You won't be uh, racking your brain to get through anything. But like it's it's just a really nice, calming, cool to look at, cool to listen to, very short uh, adventure game. And like I really do, I think the the devs have added more content to it after it has released. Like they they said that they'd be planning to like add more to it. I haven't gone back, but I do think there's more game now. So maybe it's a little more than two dollars. I'm mean, not two dollars, two hours. I don't know if if that appeals to you. Definitely check it out. Like it's something that I'm sure went over, went under the radar for like a ton of people. But like for the soundtrack alone, it's worth it to play through that game because like it, it has really great music in it. Yeah, this was uh, this is one on my list still that I haven't uh, I haven't had time to check out yet. There's a handful of uh, indie like standout indie games that I still haven't got around to. Chicory is one of the other ones that uh, Nick Nick mentioned picking up on Switch, and I, I would want to check that out uh, during break. And how do you guys feel? Uh, we're not going to talk about the number one indie game, which I know I, I think Casey and I uh, both share. But uh, how do you feel about like indie games in 2021? Sort of. Do, do you think there was a strong year for them? Do you think they also sort of suffered a similar fate of AAA games? Um, I don't know, because to me, it didn't have like when I think about last year, I think about like we had stuff like Spirit Fair and Hades, like we had something like real like like Classics. people gathering around to, to talk about these games. And there were some things this year, like Loop Hero had a little moment and Inscription was having a moment at the end of the year. But it, I don't I don't know if uh, there was sort of that like pillar game that people were all talking about. I don't I don't think so this year. I mean, I think, you know, if you want to put it takes two up there, maybe. But I wouldn't even consider that indie anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. I think uh I think a lot of those games also got pushed to 2022 cuz like I think I think you had your pillar games. I think Death Store like you guys going to talk about that. I think that was probably your pillar game of the year even though it seems like 
it didn't get like the no one's talking about it. Yeah, it didn't get the like, yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to end up being on a lot of individuals uh, yeah. game of the year lists, but I don't know if enough people at places that vote, you know, by committee were able to do that, like the game awards. Yeah, uh, yeah, because a lot of the, a lot of those like exciting looking indie games just didn't really pan out. Uh, Twelve minutes, I, I, not even yeah. not even that. Twelve minutes is indie, but. That one didn't really well, hit the hype. I, that, Twelve minutes is indie. I mean, it just it has. It's weird because it has Willem Dafoe and and Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy. And published like by Annapurna. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Annapurna it's, it's is on like the cusp the, of. It's on, it's on the cusp of like I know, like in theory, it's indie, but it's on the cusp of like not being there. But uh, yeah, I, but I think I, I think there's a good point being made there because like those pillar indie games, quote unquote, from last year did have like big backing, so like they were able to get in front of a bunch of people. Like the games that are indie and that I think we like the best this year didn't share that same backing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and the Annapurna thing is interesting because they're almost becoming so big where, like, do you still consider them indie? Um, yeah, well, I mean, and, the Game Awards put uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits up there as an indie. Yeah. So, Which, uh, I, I, know, I mean, I know, just, like I said, not owned by anyone. The, so. Yeah, right. In the business sense, it's indie. I don't even yeah. know what you really call indie games anymore because, like, half, yeah, half yeah. the studios, like Subnautica, is it indie anymore because it's. You know they were they were bought out. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think, but I think like when I'm looking at like the list of stuff that Yahtzee reviewed, even like uh, Lost and Random didn't really make the waves that people thought it was going to. Twelve minutes, yeah. whether you yeah. like it or not, didn't wasn't really that good I th- of a I game. I do think I do think Annapurna had a good year. Twelve minutes aside, uh, we had Solar Ash just the other month, which I really dug, which I highly recommend to people. Uh, the Artful Escape, which if you're willing to play a game that has very little interaction, I think it's one of the most unique games of 2021. And then uh, the Outer Wilds DLC, which is this incredible sort of coda story to 21 2019's best games. Sorry, uh, George Lucas, not Jedi Fallen Order. It's kind of fun. I'm actually looking was, at I'm actually Genesis looking Noir at, wasn't Annapurna, right? Uh, it was not. It felt like Annapurna, though. Mm. <laughs> like, it, it felt like it could have been an Annapurna game. Genesis Noir, that's, that's one of those this, that was great. That was also yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It also shows how long this year was because when you mentioned that, I was like, holy shit, that's so far away like that was so long ago like i can't believe it, it, that was it really was that yeah. is a game you should play i think as well that yeah. game is that game is great yeah, yeah just got another delay in the inbox weird west got delayed to march well shit <laughs> <laughs> did you read if that was supposed to be an actual like embargo or did you just like scoop that no embargo okay good <laughs> i didn't want to i wasn't trying to like <laughs> yeah i wasn't trying to like blow up your spot um well that, that's well that was like the first big game of well big-ish game of uh 2021 so or 2022 so yeah well i'm sure that won't be the only winter and spring game delayed in the next couple weeks yeah. 20 bucks says dying light 2 gets delayed again uh oh wow yeah i don't yeah. think anyone's uh, well, they already had a hands-on I- preview yeah, that's true. They've had a hands-on preview, and they're they're going all out on the media game for it, so it's probably ready. Yeah. But um, okay, cool. Who's, who's Nick, turn was it? Nick, My turn. I think I think it's yours. Yeah, we have a yeah. we have a couple left that I think we agree on a lot of these. Yeah. Um, all or right, we've all played them. So another surprise game for me this year that I went into not having much expectations for, but ended up loving uh, was Returnal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this I guess this year I just got into the roguelikes. Like I, I have been playing a lot of them. I, I've you know, not that Dark Souls or anything that is a roguelite. It just kind of has those elements in there. Um, but between Hades and uh, Returnal and I'm um, playing Dead Cells, I guess I kind of come to really enjoy like that that incremental power getting as you play. Uh, mm-hmm. And Returnal had all that. Uh, and as we all know, like I don't 
really care for Deathloop, Deathloop's gameplay, even though I like the characters and kind of the premise of it. Uh, Returnal, I think, did everything that Deathloop wanted to do much better in keeping that mystery going the whole time, um, even though it was like two, one's a murder mystery and the other one's not. But um, anyways, but as far as Returnal goes, like that game has incredible atmosphere on the PS5. Like I just, I was absorbed into that game for every second I was playing it. And uh, I know a lot of people thought it was way too hard. It's, but if you just kind of min-max like you're, I know it's all RNG based, but if you figure out how to kind of get the best weapons and, and what to look for and keep shooting and upgrading, like it, I thought it was all manageable. So I don't know. That's one of those games that like I saw trailers over like, this looks neat. I don't really like the roguelike gameplay aspect, roguelike, whatever it's going to be called. I know Nico Nimoy is out there somewhere ready to cut my head off for that. But uh, <laughs> in, in general, like I just, I think that was my second favorite game of this year, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need uh, to get started yeah. on that because yeah, that looks like something I would absolutely <laughs> adore. Yeah, you will, you will. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. imagine that's going to be. Oh, uh, Matteo De Sol. It says the exact thing I'm thinking of. I uh, I feel like that's a game that's going to get even bigger once hopefully Sony ports it to PC. I yeah. think it'll find a really big, big audience there. PC. And yeah, um, yeah, really cool game. I agree. Um, and I think I haven't gone back, but I think some of the 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 squab like i did have problems with the sort of the save system and the way the game was chunked yeah. up and i think they fixed some of that in updates yeah um, I, think, I think or at least allow you to system. save and leave the game and not you know you don't have to play through it in one sitting kind of yeah thing. Um, i you know it's kind of like one of those things that i'm gonna be interested to have jay mate do a video on returnal at some point when he gets to play it and then gets a ps5 because uh mm-hmm. it's usually i'm all for like having a save system but i feel like if you do in that game like you should be able to stop like when you get to like one of the checkpoint areas you should be able to yeah. stop and turn like the a game souls off. game sure yeah uh but as far as like having a save anywhere that would just break the game because then <laughs> it, the whole loop would be broken because you have to build up your character to get to those bosses uh and that will take all the tension out so and, you know it's a larger discussion later on but i think mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think i think that game like got got a little bit roasted for the wrong reasons <laughs> You know, like I think, I think the, I think the critics that panned it for being too hard were kind of stupid about it, in my my opinion. But that's fine. I mean, if you think a game's too hard, it's not like it's a, it's just an opinion. I don't know. Well, yeah, I just the way they criticized it for being too hard, it was like, oh, you shouldn't play this because it's too hard. Is like, if there's, if you actually pay attention to the systems of the game, it's not that difficult. I think it's pretty hard. Like I, I was able to beat it, but I, and I don't think it was too hard either. I don't. Yeah, think it's not. Game, it's not easy, but it's not. It's not like crazy difficult either yeah yeah well you go eternal yeah um all right well i think we're circling the drain in the last <laughs> couple of games uh casey you have anything else um yeah i'll just i'll throw xo one in here because i haven't talked much about it anywhere else mm-hmm. um another like very small indie game like not a super long experience i want to say it's like maybe two and a half to three hours in total yeah, that sounds right but it's it's such a like people talk about like Zen like experiences, like it's a game that has actual mechanics. Like it's not something that you like point and click. It's not something that you spend time reading character stories or whatnot. You're actually playing this game. You're controlling like a orb. You have to manipulate its gravity to have it like uh, go down like slopes on like different planet landscapes. And then you can launch up into the air at like uh, moon's gravity uh-huh. and like you can flatten it down to like fly like a, an airplane through the sky or whatnot. And like, you can 
like it's it's a system of transportation that I've not seen in anything else, but it feels instantly natural. Like you can get the hang of it like so quickly because it just feels like the way a thing should function. Yeah. And like as soon as you get that, you're just in that world. Like those planets landscapes are like really beautiful. Like sometimes they're like like bright and like filled with like clouds and sunlight. Other times um, it's like dark with like thunder in the background. So like you just get the sense of like either wonder or like ominousness and fear or whatever while you're navigating through the the world using these really cool mechanics to just get to the end point, which is like a big light in the sky. Mm-hmm. So like it, it really just feels like there is no controller and there is no game. It's just you and those emotions for a lot yeah. of while you're playing. And that's that's not something I've gotten from a lot of games before. Yeah. So like it's a really unique experience. Like I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the the simple but satisfying uh, like the mechanic of it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but once you play it, it's it's pretty easy to wrap your head around the sort of manipulating right. the gravity of your object in order to kind of flow through the environment. But yeah, the environments themselves and like the the soundscape is just like it reminds me of I don't know if everyone had this, but in uh, my college town on like the main strip of bars on Fridays and Saturday nights, there'd be a guy who was doing street art using like spray paint cans. And he'd be doing it on these canvases and he'd like you'd see him doing it. And it was like it didn't it looked like nonsense. Like he'd be spray painting like over plates and stuff. But in the span uh, of five minutes, he'd create this like amazing, like like celestial painting that looked like you were on the planet, like surface of some planet you've never seen before. And there's all these moons and shit in the background. And I was like, oh, someone made a game of that, like weird stoner dudes art that like i loved walking by all the time so i have to check i don't know maybe he's maybe maybe he was maybe he's involved you think yeah yeah i don't probably not i think that exo one might have been another like one or two person game um Mm. but yeah i think so yeah yeah big uh big big fan of exo one um okay we have a few more you have a few more biggies i'll bring up halo i feel like halo is a game that go for it yeah it almost feels unfair that um with the campaign coming out, and I think a lot of us, especially Nick, felt this way of uh, uh, the campaign, like kind of under delivered on on the story and the promise of the open world, but really nailed the core gameplay. But like, holy shit, that multiplayer is good. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> and if we want to talk about games that had a moment, like I can't believe the amount of people in my life who never played Halo games who got fucking hooked on Halo multiplayer and are still playing it pretty regularly. So I, good on them. Yeah, I wish I, I was playing a, it right uh, now. <laughs> I think it's the best multiplayer we've had. You know, yeah, it's free to play. It's not maybe feature complete yet. You know, they added in their playlist finally, but um, just uh, you know, when I when I go back and like look at the games I played and reviewed this year, like you know, Call of Duty Vanguard, like okay, it's Call of Duty, nothing really new and interesting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefield twenty forty two is like easily my biggest letdown of like the last probably two years. Just because I like I couldn't believe in the review event for that game that there were four weapons in the assault class. That blew my mind and shows me that like there's development hell on this game too. The you know, Battlefield and that like uh you know, execs just wanted to put everything behind a paywall. Like I had never gotten that feeling from I've had that feeling before, but like not from a franchise that I absolutely adore, which is Battlefield. And like I wasn't huge on Battlefield one or five. Like I I played them, enjoyed them, but they didn't like hook me and addict me like battlefield four ever did. Um, but in general, like battlefield 2042, I, I just felt like, so <sighs> it's such a corporate bullshit product. And like, I usually try to stay away from language like that, but it just, that's exactly what it felt like. And it's going to take at least a year for that game to 
win me back or hook me in or anything like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Halo Infinite though, like just the multiplayer <laughs> is very good. I, you know, as long as they release a roadmap, like kind of like we talked about, it, I think it'll be fine. Um, but what's there, it's very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah, already I mean, uh, reacting to everything. Like every tiny complaint that did exist, like they've yeah. reacted immediately to it. Like the battle mm-hmm. pass stuff, the playlist stuff. Um, I think even some of the cosmetic stuff, like they, uh, tried to adjust some of that now because like they're releasing new uh events that you can win you know better cosmetics in without paying money mm-hmm. i guess so like yeah like on like because yeah like you said the actual gameplay is amazing it's yeah. just all these other smaller things surrounding it that people are nagging them about and you know what they're like fine we'll we'll fix that too so like they, yeah. they have a very strong core that's exactly what you need to have a game that just lasts and last and last. Yeah, that yeah. was like Battlefield 2042 just does not have a strong core. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's really yeah, really weak. <laughs> yep. And so, like, Halo, Halo's things that needs to fix, like, you know, I'll keep harping on the map variety, like, too many industrial things, not enough. Like, you know, that's why we end up playing Behemoth, like, for half of the game night because it's like the one good close quarters map, I think, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. the big team battle maps, the three of those maps all feel like exactly the same. They really do. So yeah, they, yeah. They really need to. They really need to get on that and, and release some new maps very early next year, or people are going to start falling off. I think. Yeah, which I think they will. I, th- I think uh, I don't know if we'll get it before Christmas. Well, maybe before, I, I think it'd be smart if before Christmas we get a roadmap. Although that's literally three yeah, days away. I think so. they already they already <laughs> said they're on break, so we won't we won't get it now until probably January. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess they I'm, I'm personally okay with that because, like, yes. I haven't had a chance to play it as much. So, like, as soon as I hear that there's new stuff, I'll just come back. Like, it is a free to play yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah. I, yeah. And that, like, with Battlefield 2042, maybe I wouldn't have felt as burned even in the review event, you know, because we got review copies of it if it was a free to play game. And, like, that. Makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, when we were re- reviewing that game, they were, they were even coy on, like, we are asking, like, what what's going to come next? No. It's going to be all <laughs> into the portal mode and driven by the community. I was like, no, that's bullshit. Like, the community shouldn't be making your content for you. <laughs> I like how I like how this is the best ga- favorite games of 2021. Yep. You just I had to go, about Battlefield. I had, to, I had to go on my rant about Battlefield. It made me so <laughs> mad. I was so annoyed in that review event. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I had there's, there's pockets of enjoyment in that game, but the rest of it, I was like, I just feel icky. Yeah, well, that's not good. Also, I had to um, get, I, I don't feel good, and we brought up Halo free to play stuff, and Battlefield just popped in my head, and so I took all my feel that, bad. That's energy the only out thing that makes you feel better is just yep. railing on Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're 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 rounding our last few games. Uh, Casey, you have Rift Breaker on your list. I know this is one you've talked about a couple times. You reviewed recently. Yeah, uh, this was another game that surprised me because of how how much it sucked me in like it's a base building game and also a top-down uh like twin stick shooter mm-hmm. uh there's some melee combat in it as well but like it it's it's a game that wraps all of its mechanics uh into each other like everything feeds into everything else and as you participate in that loop of you know building out your base getting new resources to build up your base and your weapons fighting stuff to get those resources you get stronger and better at that thing, which then lets you build new technology, which then gives you better stuff to build in your base and then gives you better weapons to use your mech. Then you fight stronger enemies. Like it's 
everything just feels so well connected and like feeds into each other in a way where it's like I just want to keep doing this. Like I found it very difficult to actually pull myself away from that game's loop. Mm-hmm. It, it also looks gorgeous. Like it's a top-down uh, twin-stick shooter, but like it's like the the environments that you're in on these like uh, exotic planets or whatnot are like gorgeous, like gorgeous. Like uh, the the effect of like when you because this is my favorite weapon in the whole game is like a hammer that you attach to like one of the arms of your mech. You swing that thing on the ground, literally everything around it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> like the palm trees, like the rocks, like the enemies. It's just shock waves of explosions and just effects pop out from that thing. Um, it, it, it's, it, it has a really good feel, like it's combat and base building. Like it just really, it's, it's a cohesive experience. I, I was trying to stay away from that word because Death's Door is the same thing and how no, no. mechanics work together. But like it's, it's really cohesive uh, experience, the Rift Breaker. So if, if, if these things entice you, I would say definitely check it out. But if you're curious, check it out anyway, because these things aren't usually my cup of tea. But like that game is very addicting and I had uh-huh. a great time with it. Very cool. Hmm. Also, Colm, I see you in the chat talking about uh, Before Your Eyes. Uh, incredible game. Yahtzee and I talked about it yesterday on uh, slightly something else. That's probably the most unique game I played this year. Have you guys heard of Before Your Eyes? Heard of it. No, I don't even know what that is. Uh, so it's a short, like hour long uh, uh, narrative driven indie game. But it's, the whole mechanic is you have to play with a webcam and uh, all of the interaction is via blinking. And so you are put in these scenes, these vignettes. And when you blink, time passes and time can sometimes jump a few moments or can sometimes jump months or years. And so you're, you're put in these like emotional moments and you're literally like, and you're like, I don't want to leave this moment, but when I blink, I will. And so it's, it's, it's sort of dealing with the, the fragility of time and, and uh, you know, how we want to live in the present, but eventually it's going to become our past. And, and by doing that via blinking, uh, it tells such a cool, really emotional, well-written story. Um, yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Where is that at? Where can I, where can I play that? <laughs> it's, P, it's only PC. Uh, so I, I think it's only like 10 bucks on, you just put it in the Steam account, Nick. We should yeah. get it and put it in the, the shared account so that everyone can can play that. Because I think it's definitely and it's definitely one of the most interesting like mechanical games I've played in a very long time. So hmm. yeah, before your eyes, cool stuff. Um, we were talking about surprises earlier. I, I would say for me, the biggest surprise not only because we didn't know this existed um, at the beginning of the year, but when it was revealed, the reception was kind of tepid. Was Guardians of the Galaxy? Yep. Um, which. Mm-hmm. It was revealed uh, at at E3 at well, I think with the Keeley Awards or the Keeley's Summer Bash Cookout. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the thing Summer Games Summer of Games whatever that thing was called <laughs> Summer Game Fest. Yeah, the the Jeff Keeley inaugural barbecue, um, and it was kind of like ah, oh, I lost Montreal and oh, these look like store brand Guardians of the Galaxies that like Mom brought home, uh, but. Play the game, and what a delightful game. Incredible story. Like, renditions of these characters that we are familiar with from the movies, but totally stand on their own. Uh, gameplay is fine, whatever. But, like, the places you go and the things you see, oh, what a, what a nice little adventure. What a, like, throwback to the sort of, what did what does Yahtzee call them? Ghost, ghost, ghost train, train games? Ghost, yeah. yeah, ghost yeah. train rides, right? Yeah. I think it's, Which, a, I think it's like a yeah. theme of 2021, is the games that we didn't expect to be good were good, and the games we expected to be good were meh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. See, don't if you uh, if you prepare for disappointment, you can't be disappointed. How many times you watched Spider Man already? I credited that 
to Spider-Man yesterday and someone got mad at me because you're like, that was a Sylvia Plath reference. And I said, well, Sylvia Plath probably well, stole it from Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Mar- it, Marvel. That's all you have to say is Marvel and Disney. <laughs> I, literally, the MJ character was supposed to have been like, she's the kind of person who would read Sylvia Plath. So. Yeah, I think, I think she says that she reads Sylvia Plath yeah. at some point. It doesn't matter where it came from. Once it's in Disney and Marvel's hands, they own it. Yeah, they, they Mouse it. is just smoking That's a cigar and yeah. counting money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought I, I, really delightful. Like, what, what a fun game. I, I highly recommend it to everybody. Yeah, I had a good, I had a much better time with that game than I was expecting. Because if you go back and watch the E3 VODs, I was mm-hmm. harping on that game looks like poop. Yep. <laughs> Especially the yeah, combat system. The com- and, the, and I, I'll even say that the combat system in those trailers looked really, really shitty. And then the final game is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Like it's uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Marvel doing these sort of, <coughs> you know, treating their games as kind of one offs and not needing to do a big cohesive thing like the Avengers is stumbling because they're trying to do a big cohesive thing, whereas stuff like this and uh, uh, Spider-Man from Insomniac and then, you know, hopefully Wolverine from Insomniac and Spider-Man 2 and then Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns. Which is one of the other games that got yeah, delayed. I think, I, next think year Avengers, later. I think Avengers is like the last time they're going to try something like that that's not maybe on mobile devices. Because, yeah, I mean it's just yeah. proven again and again. Like Spider Man did well. I think Guardians of the Galaxy sold pretty well. I don't think <laughs> it sold excellent, like super great though, considering it's like already been on sale a lot, especially a few weeks after launch. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. I think it. I think it might be honestly being have like a some of the Avengers stink on it. Yeah. But I think like Midnight Suns Probably. is going to do well. I think, yeah. you know, Wolverine, uh, even, even yeah, DC, Wolverine and Spider-Man will do fun. Yeah. Like Marvel needs to follow the DC thing where like they're doing their own stories and stuff. Like, you know, you have uh, yeah. the Arkham Knight series, which is its own thing. And uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. It seems like they're getting there. Thing. Suicide yeah. Squad. So I think, yeah, next year is going to be really not that, not that Wolverine or Spider-Man are coming out next year. Then least that Spider-Man's next year, right? Uh, I can't imagine either of those. I mean, they had Miles Morales I mean, they're, yeah, they're, the last year. Probably using that same engine. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're gonna. I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to release it around. When's the new Spider Verse movie coming out? Uh, fall. Yeah, I would. I would imagine they're gonna do it around then. I thought you were gonna say when's the new Spider Man movie coming out? I was like, Nick, we just got yeah, a Spider Man yeah. movie. Let <laughs> him rest. Let Tom Holland rest. <laughs> no, he's gotta do Uncharted next. No, oh god. That movie's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I saw that. We saw the trailer for it. Oh, the... Yeah, it, look, it doesn't look too terrible. That trailer, it just doesn't look Mark, like Mark, any Mark different Wahlberg, from any other movie. Mark Wahlberg is poorly, very poorly cast. What? He's a oh. young Sully. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I, no. I think it works. Nope. I you just, don't want hot young Sully. The trailer. It, the trailers doesn't even feel right. <laughs> they should have Nathan Fillion play Sully. Yeah. Everyone wanted him as as Nate. 20 years ago now well you can't you can't get what you want well we got to wrap up pretty soon because i gotta get rid of the launch cp but uh i'll say we're getting we're getting ready soon we have the games nick you don't need to rush us we only got two games left yes we do my game of the year (laughs) was it takes two i i absolutely explain i just adore that game i had (laughs) kind of like how you felt with the hot wheels or whatever just having so much fun like that was mm-hmm. it takes two for me, and and maybe like maybe it's uh, uh, bumped up by my experience by playing with Yahtzee, where like our mm-hmm. humor together just made that game super fun. But I mean, like there, there's the elephant scene in that game, and it, I was just I was crying, I was laughing so hard at that. I guess that game did 
it's so many things like it just went on a little bit too long, but it still did really. Yeah, I agree. Like that, it wore thin on me and my fiance. We were playing on stream as well, and yeah. like we were like hey, this isn't done yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like they could probably gonna cut but the whole last. Everything did chapter. was new. Yeah, but every time, yeah, every time you went somewhere new, it was new. It had new gameplay mechanics. All the gameplay mechanics worked relatively well. I just had a smile on my face playing that game like the entire time. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's uh, gonna be my most memorable gaming experience this year uh yeah. by far i was playing through that in a couple set- uh, sittings um yeah even though like you said the story went on a little too far but it kept throwing new mechanics like yeah. it is wild like it feels like they had a brainstorm session of what's every idea we could do where the two people have different mechanics but they both work in unison and they're both fun it never felt like one person was having fun and the other one wasn't um just like mm-hmm. a, a, a real uh incredible uh, asymmetrical multiplayer um and I've, i'm so glad honestly to see the game awards uh, rewarding it and, and um yeah, it should have been really it incredible a, yeah it was a much more unique and novel game experience than i've had in a long time yeah. just yeah and not that it did like any of those mechanics weren't like new but I no mean, no just the way it, that game shouldn't have worked as well as it did basically yeah like, it, and they were so everything was so creative and fun uh, mm-hmm. that's it i just can't i can't uh yeah, that that elephant scene. I going back and watching Gotti and I reacting to that is just fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's really it's really great stuff. You, find, you, know, uh, find, you know what game is good when Yahtzee's even laughing at it. It warmed his cockles. <laughs> he's got he's got frigid cockles and it warmed it. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, just find that. find someone you really want to spend like twelve hours with. So find a a, a pal or a partner or um, you know someone that you can be frustrated with and laugh at. And uh, yeah, that'll be great. So it takes two. Uh, and then I believe Casey and I have the same number one as well. Casey, what, what yeah. game is that? You reviewed it. Death's Door is the best game of 2021. I was doing thumbs up. I agree. agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, you uh, it's it's kind of a top down. Um, it, it invokes like uh, Zelda, but it's much more actiony. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have like combos and stuff. You you have a dodge roll like uh, in Dark Souls mm-hmm. um, and it, it handles, um, you know, death a similar way as Dark Souls. Like you come back and all the enemies are are, are back and whatnot. And you have like little healing save points, but not like save save points. Like I think you come out like through the, the same uh, door. I think doors. it's a checkpoint system or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's those doors. doors. Yeah. Through death doors. Death doors. But I mean, it has like uh, really cool boss battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, like it's it it feels like a Zelda game in its exploration and how you you know you gain new abilities that allow you to go to new places. But um, it it also hides like secrets in like nooks and crannies like Zelda, and like all of these things just fit together so well. Like the yeah. the combat um gets better as you level up and whatnot because you you don't you don't get souls like in Dark Souls from enemies. You have to find kind of orbs that are like stockpiles of souls in the world. So yeah. that forces you to explore. Like you want to find all these secrets because that's how you get your materials to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And then when you upgrade, you know, you can fight enemies. And then when you fight those enemies, you can get the new abilities. You can get the new abilities. You can travel to more places mm-hmm. and fight more enemies. So like everything just loops back on itself in like a really interesting way. And like the story in the world that's there pulls you along as well. Cause like, it's, it's a very somber world you're in. Cause you're, you're a grim reaper. Like you're taking people's souls. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they don't necessarily feel like dying in that moment. So like, they'll yeah. have conversations with you about like their agenda, like why yeah. it is they're trying to beat death. And it's like, you can, you can understand where they're coming from, but it's like, you got a job to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it uh, it's weird. It, it, some of those emotional beats it hit on were similar to Spiritfarer, although you know, Spiritfarer wasn't about just murdering everything in your path. Uh, but I completely agree. I think the uh, the aesthetics, the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Like my favorite soundtrack yes. of this year, right up there with Near Replicant. Uh, the the art style, it's it's like it, it feels like it's this gorgeous like kind of diorama. Like it feels like you're looking into like this little world. Uh, the places you go are incredibly memorable from like the urn witch's castle to uh to the swamp to to these like sad forgotten snow castles uh yeah incredible bosses uh i love going back to sort of the your day job as the grim reaper is this like bureaucratic really boring ass drab world and so going back there as your hub uh it feels really good and then how that hub is used in sort of the climax of the game i think is great uh and the game also has this amazing post-game content which without spoiling it you beat the game and then you're sort of given a little hint that there's something you could do afterwards. And if you do that mm-hmm. thing, all of a sudden it's like, oh, holy shit, there's like a big chunk of the adventure left. And you can totally stop or you can go down that rabbit hole. And there's like this really amazing chunk of story and adventure afterwards. Um, so, yeah, just an absolute delight top to bottom in my mind. Yeah, and, and that's that stuff in that game is there in the beginning of the game. Like that's that's the thing that really like makes it all click. It's like you don't realize that there's stuff hiding right in your face until the game kind of wants you to know it's yep. there. Uh-huh. And like, to, and to me, like that just screams like excellent design. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. Like they they use their space super efficiently because like there's part of the game that takes place in that space, and then there's more of the game that takes place once you come yep. back and you know something different. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, by now it's out on everything. So it's out on uh, PC, Xboxes, Playstations, Switches. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Highly recommend it. Yeah, go play that game. And if, and again, same thing I said about um, Turnip Boy, find the soundtrack. I, the Death Door soundtrack is hot out jams. there separately. It is good. It is good. Yeah, absolute hot jams. So, there you go. Look, Nick, we did it. Yes. I, Those were our I games also of the year. enjoyed Death Door. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't want you to talk. You weren't feeling well. <laughs> That's fine. That's uh, all I had to yeah, say. Jamie, about it. Absolutely. You guys, you guys didn't said everything I needed to say, but I also Perfect. enjoyed that game. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I'll, well, I'll, just, I'll just wrap it up by saying uh, because I know everybody's like, oh, Nick didn't like Halo. I did like Halo Infinite. I did like the campaign. It just doesn't feel done. Leave me alone. <laughs> sounds like you didn't like Halo. That sounds like something a guy who didn't like Halo would say. That Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah um cool well, we're gonna wrap up uh, uh this week's episode we'll be back uh next week at the normal time we'll have one last episode of the year like we yeah, said we might do oh yeah we have a bunch of super chats nick all right take it away right. i'll get on it they're all really really short so this will be really quick because pacific okay. blue did like half fire. of them uh pacific blue for two dollars <laughs> says here's some monies for you guys thanks for your oh, thanks pacific blue pacific Thank blue donates two dollars says let's talk about mountain dew well you can go back to the start of the episode and see that we're sponsored by mountain dew Beastmarsh donates five dollars. Says the escape is brought to you by Mountain Dew, Dark Souls, and Halo. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, everyone. I mean, yeah, pretty that, much. The, those pretty much are the, like the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost of the Escapists. So. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Blue donates two dollars. Says John donates five hundred dollars to say. Well, John's not here. Oh, Pacific Blue. <laughs> Pacific Blue donates another two dollars. Says I'll give you two dollars to read this. I read it. Pacific Blue <laughs> donates another two dollars. Says I enjoy listening to game cutscenes while hiking with a Wait, metal. What? He enjoys listening, listening to game, game cutscenes yes. while hiking. Yeah, like what game cutscenes? Probably like Marcus dying, or I mean, a Dom dying all the time. Probably goes back and listens. Maria, yeah, <laughs> probably listens <laughs> to that while he's walking, so he feels something. What game cutscenes? Are <laughs> incredible. Uh, Nick yeah, Blender, that's, that's new. 
Donates three dollars. Says breaking news: twenty twenty two has been delayed to twenty twenty three. Please, God, no. Uh, I think a lot of 2022 <laughs> is going to be delayed to 2023. And then Beats Mars donates $2 says it takes two cheaper than couples therapy. Uh, it is cheaper than couples therapy. That yes. is true. The game's only like 30 or $40, I think. So Speaking that's, of that's best good. games of 2021. Casey, did you finish Fallen Order yet? No, I did not finish Fallen Order. Fuck you. Go finish that game. You're going to come away. He's going to like, like he, he's been kind of iffy on whether he really likes it or not, Marty. And I guarantee once he gets yeah, to the end of the game, fine. he will like it. Yeah, Nick, Nick really thinks good. I'll come around by the end of the game. I it's, think it's fine so far, and I'm I'm a little lukewarm on actually finishing it. You finish that. You make George Lucas say sad, it'd be sad. Yeah, you are. You're gonna make George Lucas cry. We don't want that. Yeah, he says you have homework to do. <laughs> Where are you at on that game? We'll see. Where am I at? Um, I I just unlocked. Uh. Dathomir, okay. I think. Yeah, you're not far enough yet. Once you get to Dathomir, you're going to end up really enjoying that game. So do that. Like, I went to Dathomir, but, like, I don't think I'm supposed to be at Dathomir. Like, I think I need to go somewhere yeah, you, else. Yeah, you go there early and you need, like, new abilities to actually yeah, yeah. totally kick the tires on that place. Keep playing. Well, there you go. Well, we, have, well, we, all, have, we all have homework. Your we homework, homework to do over break is to finish Fallen Order so we can talk about it when you get back. I think Nick has to play all those indies. Speaking of, speaking of Fallen Order, I just it kind of clicked in my head that the Surge 2's combat is very similar to Fallen Order. That did, that does not look like the case. <laughs> it is. The deflection system is very similar. Uh, how come on an episode of the best games of 2021 we started talking about fucking Surge 2 and I, Jedi Fallen Order? <laughs> I'm high on drugs. It's fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm saying is like you're you're starting to unsell me on Surge Two because the last the last three I was like hey I should check out the Surge Two. Go check you're out telling the me it feels like Fallen Order. It's not good. Oh no, you, that's not good. You haven't finished Fallen Order yet. You don't get a say. All right, uh, we gotta wrap this up. I gotta go launch ZP. We're trying to. We oh. were literally we talked about the last let's, game of the show. Don't let me talk anymore. My voice hurts. Stuff. My throat hurts. Uh, okay, you can follow all of us. Uh, Nick at Nick J Cal, uh, uh, at Sigma Gears Nine, me at Mick Biggity. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff to watch. Uh, there's gonna be post CP today at 3 p.m. normal time. Uh, Nick will hopefully not be dead, and he'll be on there with Yahtzee doing uh, Halo Infinite. Do we have a new Adventures Nine coming tomorrow? Soon? Yep. Tomorrow. There yeah. you go. New Adventure is not coming tomorrow. Uh, extra punctuation coming tomorrow. Anatomy coming tomorrow. All of those? Anatomy was out yesterday for members. Should be on the oh. website. I think John forgot to post it. Oh my gosh, my golly. Uh, and we're going to have a... Uh, oh yeah, I was looking at the wrong week. My apologies. And then uh, we'll have... Uh, Casey's finishing up an edit on a, a 3MR game of the year. So we're going to have the, the standard 3MR oh, yeah. crew all delivering their games of the year. Some of the games are ones we talked about here and some of those are little little gems we didn't get to mention. So... Uh, much, yeah, check that out. Yeah, pretty much all. We only mentioned two of the games because KC was the only one here. Hot Wheels and yeah, because I was the only Death Store. But the <laughs> that's, rest, that's the true. rest will be surprises to everybody. I think. Yeah, that is true. Uh, perfect. Yeah, and then like we said, we'll be back uh, next week at the same time. And I think we're gonna yeah, we'll have a little spoiler cast uh, on on Spider Man: The Matrix. We'll give you plenty of warning, and then yeah, we'll talk about some other nonsense too. And yes, but this a new extra punctuation is coming to YouTube tomorrow for the public. Adventures now will be on the website and for members on YouTube. There you go. So, All sorts of stuff. Yep. Come join us at Post ZP at 3 p.m. Central. I'm still uh-huh. not feeling good, so I'll just be Yahtzee's punching bag today to keep making Halo jokes, and I'll put my head down mm-hmm. and just take it. It's fine. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. Weird. I won't do that. And 
I'll keep George Lucas says, Marty, go rewatch Return of <laughs> the Jedi. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll do that. You don't need that. Tell me twice. Fucking love those Ewoks. Are you kidding? And then uh, also that. be on the lookout for a 3MR on Matrix Resurrections from Darren today, too. Perfect. Awesome. Nice. All sorts of cool stuff. Uh, so for Nick and Casey, this is Marty. This has been Breakout Episode 21. Thank you so much for sticking around. Go watch all that other content we were talking about, and we will see you all next week for our last one of 2021. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I forgot to put the cre- oh, there is the credits. Are they going to work? Hey, probably not. They're working. They're oh, look at that! Just because I'm stealing ideas from Jack. Bye, everybody. Bye.